Hello there, you're about to experience the What's Up Church podcast. Can a dude get some Holy Spirit? What's up, church? What is up, church? It is me again. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm not quite sure when this episode is going to come out. One, because I'm recording it late. Um, shocker, I know all of you are astounded, taken aback, completely frozen in time based on this new revelation of me being late to record this podcast. Um, however, it's kind of my wife's fault. And let me explain. So I, there was this weekend, I'm like, Hey show, let's record a podcast. And she thought of something that she kind of wanted to talk about. I'm like, awesome. Let's, let's sit down and have a podcast. And then she kind of was like, well, we need more than just that to talk about. And unfortunately I was then a little bit slightly under the weather. We had been traveling a little bit and I got a little sinusy situationes and going on. And it became like a day. I just like, I just wanted to rest. Like, like our entire Saturday, I, we spent laying on the couch, which is dude. So awesome. Sometimes like, it's just so nice just to do nothing. I know it sounds crazy. And my wife thinks I do nothing all the time, but I don't like, I don't spend a lot of time watching TV. I used to, I used to. So I think she has PTSD with it. Like if she sees me laying down, she thinks of like the old me that used to like veg out on TV every single night and be on the computer, like watching blah, blah, blah all the time. So I believe she has this just ingrained, you know, Pavlovian response to seeing me watch TV that she doesn't like it. <laughs> and my, uh, my wife can't sit still very long. She's not a, a relax and rest and unless she's sleeping, she can sleep all day for some reason. And I can't sleep. Like, so she can sleep all day and I can't sleep all day, but I can veg out and watch TV. It's my version of sleeping. It's where my brain kind of shuts off or whatever. I can kind of just veg out, you know, whether that's good or bad or indifferent, I don't know, but I don't get to do it very often. However, Saturday was just like, I was just like, I don't feel great. I'm not, you know, my, I got like a sinus drainage on the back of my throat and like a lot of congestion and all this kind of stuff. Like, am I sick, sick? No, but am I just not happy? (laughs) Yes. However, I did that Saturday. And so that was going to be the day that we were going to record. And then of course, Sunday we're at church and then we have things going on and then we have, you know, our life groups and, you know, it just wasn't available. So here we are on recording day. Plus apparently there's like a hurricane going on in the diff mix studio world where they're at. Um, big shout out to diff mix as always. I don't know if I've given them much credit lately, but they are amazing and I love them and they help produce this. However, um, I don't know what their studio situation is, is like either because you know, there's been a lot of tropical storms, just crazy. Oh my gosh, you're going to love this. So my, <laughs> my wife and I have the best conversations. So the other day my wife was telling me about, uh, there's like some, you know, she was talking to my mom, like, I don't know the conversation exactly, but she was like, oh, there's all this, 
all these areas of the country are going to get some crazy flooding. And I was like, whatever. You know what I mean? It didn't register at all with me. You know what I mean? She said some things about flooding in certain areas. And I was like, all right, cool. Thanks for sharing. None of that's coming to our house. So what's, what's the big deal? You know what I mean? I wasn't paying attention to the weather report apparently. Um, and then I get a text from, from one of the, one of the diff mix crew, Amber, she was like, Hey, are you going to get a, a, you know, a recording in because you know, there's a hurricane and we might not have power. And I was like, what? I was like, hurricane. I'm like, what, what is that? That's crazy. And so I thought, I'm like, this could be a hurricane. And she was like, I told you this. I told you this. And I'm like, well, to be fair, you said there's going to be some flooding in certain parts of the country, which is not a big deal. You didn't say there was a hurricane in Escondido, California. And she's like, well, I didn't know that. I'm like, well, see, there's a difference. Like, she's like, well, how come? You pay attention to that and not what I say. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, like, let's be honest. That sounds way different than there's going to be some flooding in some parts. Anyway, it was a fun conversation we had about me not listening to her. (laughs) Uh, Those were always fun. Um, They seem to be always happening. So apparently I am not listening to the level that I should be. Um, So we're going to work on that. That's cool. We'll work on that. Um, what's up with you guys though? First and foremost, how's everyone doing as I'm already like five minutes into this? Like, how is everyone doing? Sorry for not asking earlier. Fantastic. Lovely. Wonderful. Good to hear it. Um, so like I've been not struggling with, but like contemplating on what to talk about. And I, and I wrote it down of like what I want to talk about. Um, And then it is the idea of cruise control. And it's becoming one of these like very, like the last two like sermons that like the one we went to like Sunday, and then we would listen to one online um, were both about praising like a, like a, a, a posture of worshiping the Lord with praise, like Thanksgiving. Like in the midst of bad situation, giving him thanks and honor, you know, coming to the Lord with your hands up versus your hands out, um, which is a really amazing perspective. That thing sometimes we forget, right? That we forget, you know, what it like, what it is to come to the Lord instead of saying, Hey, Lord, help me with X, Y, and Z. Just coming to the Lord with thanks and praise, which is such an amazing heart posture. Like it, it really is. It's something that you kind of, you, 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 you remember. And then you sometimes like forget to be at the front of your mind with that. You know, there's so many things sometimes that like in our prayer life, there's so many evolutions of it are your walk where you're like, I'm focusing on this. I'm focusing on this, like, you know, for a while there. And I still think it's very, 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 very important. Like is, is the awe of God, the fear of the Lord, you know, like understanding who he is and who we aren't. But then also in that same breath is like the coming because of that, that should lead us to praise and worship of like, my gosh, like, you know, who you are and you still choose to, you know, acknowledge me, see me, know me, love me. That's crazy. Awesome. And, and, and I mean, you could sit there and just pontificate on these amazing aspects of the Lord and your faith and his love and mercy and grace and all these things. I mean, it's, it's endless. It's endless which is so cool, but it's like weird how you'll like, we'll, we'll tend to spotlight 
And that's kind of what I was being made aware of is this idea of the thought of thought process of cruise control, like, like cruise control as a function in life is amazing. My wife and I go on cross country trips, long drives, let's put it that way, all the time. Like we drive a lot. And when we go travel places, we drive a lot. We will tr- fly into places, uh, get rental cars and just drive because we enjoy it. We enjoy the countryside. We enjoy seeing things. We, we like driving to new places. You can kind of see things along the way and stop. It's actually is one of our favorite things to do. I don't like driving, but I love driving and experience things with my wife. Like I get driving long cross country trips, wear me down. And, and a lot of it's the vehicle that you're in. I know this is going to sound so bougie right now, <laughs> but like I'm six, two and I'm not small, you know, I'm getting smaller. What's up? Thank you, Jesus. But I'm not like tiny. So I'm at an odd size where a lot of cars are just not built for someone my size. And I know it sounds silly, but like, like take a few inches off your ability to like extend your legs or like your knees are always rubbing up against the side of the, the, the seat as you're driving or it, it's, it becomes a waterboarding style, style torture. <laughs> it really does like our, our, okay. We drive a Venza. Which is, I mean, thank the Lord we have this vehicle. It has saved our lives when it comes to like driving in the winter with ice. It's all-wheel drive. It's hybrid. It's a beautiful, amazing vehicle. We are so blessed that we had it. It's what we got when my truck died. And it's been amazing. Like at first I was a little upset with it because I feel like I was like, oh man, we, we left a vehicle with no car payment to take on a pretty hefty car payment anyway. But it's been a total blessing for us. Um, you know, 40 miles a gallon. What's up, Toyota? Um, <clears throat> so it's been awesome. However. It is slightly small. It is wonderful for my wife because she's so tiny. But for me, it is uncomfortable to drive or be in for long stretches. Like I just, I will say it. It's a bummer, Um, especially if I'm driving. If I'm driving, it's like my knees are rubbing up against both sides of, of the cockpit, so to speak. Is that a bad thing for like half hour drives? Well, no, since everything we do in Texas is like, you know, between 35 and 45 minute drive minimum. It just is like a weird annoyance, I guess. And so like it zaps my desire to want to drive. It just whoop, nips it right in the bud. Um, but when we go to other places, we rent, you know, we because we rent so many vehicles, we have preferred status and we can rent nicer vehicles. And so in those situations, it's kind of nice to be able to rent like, uh, you know, like, Vehicles that are more size appropriate to me. And those are great situations where driving is nice. Seeing the, you know, the, the countryside is nice, but I don't know why I got lost in this tangent. Um, however, long story longer is cruise control. Like having that function when you're driving is just amazing. It's just amazing. Like you can just turn it on. Boop, boop. And the reason I say that too is our Venza. The most brilliant thing our Venza does is it has smart cruise control. <laughs> this is like technology. Thank you, Lord. Um, like if you put our vehicle in cruise control, it monitors the cars around it. So as you're coming up upon up a vehicle from behind, it'll automatically slow you down to pace that vehicle. 
So say like you've got a cruise control at 75 and the car in front of you is doing 70. Well, you will basically stand like a hundred yards behind that vehicle and pace that vehicle until it gets out of your lane. And then it will slowly get back to 75, but it will not get, it will not encroach upon that person. Like it'll, it'll stay behind that car. And it's really super nice because it makes cruise control truly cruise control. Like you just don't even have to worry about it because you know, even if a car emerges in front of you, the Venza will absolutely back up to a safe distance. Some would say too far in my mind, like, whoa, come on. But it does, it backs up so you don't have to worry about it. Like, so as you're driving, so cars coming in and out of your lane, you just sit back and relax. And if you want to go around them, you can. And as you go around, it'll automatically get back up to speed again. Anyway, it's so nice. Like you're just, your feet are never on the pedals at all. It's crazy. Like I can't wait for driverless cars. I'm so excited for them. Um, some people might think that's crazy, but I'm excited. For somebody who drives a lot, I'm excited. But that cruise control is such an amazing feature. It's so nice, right? And then you're like, oh, wow. But it was making me think the other day that like, and I don't know if you guys ever get it, but like my faith was in cruise control. Like my, I, I had my faith in cruise control where you're like at a spot where you're loving God and da, 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 like things are, you know, you're there. And then you just kind of get into a, a, a pattern of like just complacency, you know, and that's really what it is. It's complacency. And I, I had this starting, startling realization it's not like, oh my gosh, such an epiphany, Daniel. You're really knocking down new doors here with theology. But like, I, I, I personally just cannot afford to have the cruise control set in my face. I don't think any of us can personally. I, I, I think that's a, I think cruise control is a slippery slope into absolute backsliding or just burr, you know? Because faith is an active participation. We have to be active participants in our faith. Like there has to be an active desire to be in his presence, an active desire to be in your prayer life. And none of that happens in cruise control. You might check a box here, check a box there, but you don't, you're, you're not engaging. There isn't that new wine every day, not new wine, but you know what I mean? Like, like his, his, like you're, I don't know, like it's so crazy. Like my prayer life would get dull. My, my, my reading, Bible reading would get bland. I would have less desire to be in it longer. I would like, eh, you know, like read it to check a box. And I can't stand reading to check a box. Like it, it infuriates me because I know it's wrong. Like I know reading to check a box. It's better than nothing, I guess, but it, frustrates me when I'm reading and I'm not getting anything out of it or I'm so distracted as I'm reading and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like my head's like, you know? And so I, like, I was just thinking about that. And so today I, I, you know, I got up this morning and I started getting the word and I had stopped. I'm like, I didn't even pray before I got in the word. So I had to stop and like, really like, like refocus my mind and started praying for things. And like, like really re like just getting back into the basics of like, Lord, like, wow, I need that fire. Like I can't just sit back and let my faith drive itself because we all know where that leads. I, I know where that leads. I don't know if you know where that leads, but I know where that leads and it's brutal. And I know it. I, I'm like, so like, why, why is that? 
Like, what is that? Like, where it's just, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I asked so many on un- unopen, like, open-ended questions to you guys. I just out loud. Like, I was listening to an old episode, and I'm like, there's so much, there's so much active participation on my listeners' parts <laughs> to try and answer these questions. And I'm like, I hope you even understand where my mind goes in these things. I'm just like trying to hope that you guys come again speak out through the podcast and help me with this stuff. But like, I will just be baffled by my complacency or how easily it can happen. You know, if you're not watching this, if you're not minding this, like what it turns into or how quickly the fire goes out. You know what I mean? Like how quickly there's nothing to burn. How quickly you can go from, you know, you get busy in the world and the days and the, you know, I mean, like there's so many distractions. There can be, there shouldn't be, but there can be. And it just frustrates me when I all of a sudden like, wow, what, like, like, Lord, I don't want to be in this place. Like, I don't want to be in a place where like, you're just a convenience, you know? where my faith is a convenience where I rest on my laurels of like, Lord, I, you know, I'm, I'm so good. I'm not, you know, I'm not like, like I'm so thankful for where I am, but I am not a finished work. (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure that crackhead story can tell you there's a lot in me still. There's a lot of world in me, unfortunately, but like, I I'm trying to learn how to like soak. I'm trying to learn how to like be in his presence just for the fact of, for the sake of being in his presence. You know, I'm trying, and I, and I'm, I, my prayer life is like, Lord, I just want to like love you because of who you are, like not because of what you can do, not because of the things you've done. I mean, don't get me wrong. So thankful, so blessed, so grateful, but that it doesn't matter. If none of it was there, I'd still want to just learn how to love you and just be in that spot. Like, it's so crazy. And so like today I was, I was like praying and I'm like, Lord, like I got to get back to that spot. Like, 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 or just teach me how to like get there. Like open my eyes for the understanding of like just soaking in your presence or just seeking after you for who you are alone. And that's it. Like, like that's enough. If nothing else, that's enough. Like if nothing else to be a better follower of you, like, you know, I want to, man, I, I, I want more and not because I want more, but I want more of him. And I get so frustrated when I'm, when I'm complacent with how much I have. I, I get so frustrated when I, when I fe- catch myself feeling like I'm enough. Like I have enough or I'm, you know, I don't need more because I need so much more. Oh my gosh. I need so much more. And, and when I feel the world, like, like kind of getting it, you know what I mean? Like, like reaching back out and not even for bad things, just whatever. Like I, I get frustrated, like, Lord, like, why is it so easy for me to veg out on a, on a couch all day watching nothing, but like, being in worship or in spirit, that seems like effort. Like, can someone explain that? 
like it's so brutal the way that I'm that we're wired or I'm wired. Let me phrase that. I'm wired. Like it, I I can mindlessly do nothing all day on TV, but like when it comes to like, all right, just being in his presence, that seems like effort, you know? And it's, it's so weird that I'll, I'll say no to that. Like, isn't that crazy? We have an opportunity to spend time with God and we're like, nah, (laughs) I, I can't understand my brain. Like, how can I? Say no to that. And you only say no to that when you're not in, like when you're not seeking him. Like that's the only time, like, like imagine <laughs> if it was, imagine like, it, like remove the Lord. Like it's worldly, right? You're like you have an opportunity, like the most amazing person in the world that your favorite person in the world comes to you and says, Hey, do you want to hang out? And you're like, Oh no, I want to sit on the couch and watch TV. What? 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 Who does that? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even know an amazing person that would be mine. Like, I honestly don't. But like, you know, like, I don't know. Some amazing pastors are like, there's people that are really like, oh my gosh, like that person, like, you know, Ricky Fowler. <laughs> Professional golfer, Ricky Fowler. is like, hey, Daniel, dude, do you want to, do you want to come to my house and play around a golf? And I'm like, ah, I don't want to. I'm going to, I'm going to catch up on some, <laughs> some whatever TV show I don't even watch. Like, you know what I mean? That sounds crazy when you say it out loud. But I do that. Like, I do that. Oh, man, I do that too often. And I, I just don't, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to frame it in my mind that makes me react accordingly, like respond accordingly. Like, like you get a tug from the Holy spirit, an invitation to be in his presence. And then I say no. And then the same breath, I'm like, Lord bless us. Lord, you know, uh, I want more. And the Lord's like, I spent some time with me. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, come on, let's not, let's not get crazy. Lord. Let's not, let's slow it down. Huh? Like pump the brakes guy. You're a little clingy. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. But that's how I treat it. That's, I mean, that's legitimately how I get sometimes. Like, like the Lord's like, just come hang out with me. And I'm like, no, I'd rather just turn my brain off. Like I, I, I cannot for the life of me understand that. And like, so like I said, that, that cruise control, like I'll put my faith in cruise control. <laughs> And I just don't get it. And it's so frustrating. So frustrating. And so when I, although here's what I will tell you, like what I've kind of taught myself or I'm learning, I'm still, I'm still not done yet. So, but I'm learning. Like when I feel like my faith is in cruise control, I like to read one book of the Bible and that is James. I love the book of James. Like there's three books that I go to a lot when it comes to reading. Job, one of my favorites. Obviously everyone knows that, that knows this podcast. I love Job for just, I just love it. But in the New Testament, Ephesians and James are just two of my favorite books. Like they're all amazing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like you can sit there and say, oh, this is my favorite but like, they're my go-to books to start reading when I need a pickup. Like, 
I love I love Job for just the back end, the conversation of of God. I love the front end and the back end. The middle, like I've said before, is a little bit a little little, little dull sometimes. But I just love the the conversations, the insight that you have there. Um, I love I love the back end of Job, where it's just the science and the like, the creation and the just the conversation God's having with him. Like, oh, like look what I've done, and you, you're going to sit here and, and have a, a complaint. And so it's that humbling spirit, like Lord, you're God. Like I like the, the the fear of the Lord, the awe of God that comes in with Job. That's how I I look at that. Ephesians is more of those faith things, those spiritual stuff. You're like, oh my gosh, like how amazing is our God? I mean, it's partly with Job, you know what I mean? But like, it's, it's the, it's the, the, the idea that we get to be a part of this. You know what I mean? Like Job for me is the awe of the Lord, like who he is. But then Ephesians is like, but dude, you get to partner, like, like spiritually partner with this. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. Like when the first opening line of Ephesians, like the spiritual gifts has given us all spiritual gifts from heaven, from the entire world, like like Ephesians 1, 3. Like, what are we talking about? Like, you can, you can just ponder that scripture alone for the rest of your life and never understand it. That's how big it is. It's so huge. Like, it's like, you can stop reading at Ephesians 1, 3. Like, what are we talking about, Lord? Gosh, you're so good. But then James, for me, is a just kick in the seat. Like, I love James. I love James because each chapter of James is unique and what it targets. And if you haven't read James, dude, read it. Read it. And then when you're done, read it again. It's five chapters, but it's five chapters of absolute fire. Um, And I think I've said this before, talk about James. I love James. I love James. Like, it's, ah. And the people who confuse James with, like, works, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you've got to work hard. Like, like they don't get it. Like, it's, it's where do the works come from? You're not working to appease. You're working because it's the natural byproduct of your faith. It is the natural result of loving the Lord and and being in fellowship with him that it only manifests in these works that you're doing. They're not works, but these acts. You know what I mean? Like like faith without works. It's like, dude, you have this faith and it just inspires you to do these things. So it's it, it, people put the cart before the horse sometimes. They don't really understand it. It's like, no, no, I'm not working because I feel like I have to work. I'm working because I have no choice. I'm working because it is the only way to express what is inside of me that has to get out. And if I have none of that, well, then what do I have? What kind of faith produces nothing, you know? And, and, and so when I'm in my cruise control state, I go back to this and it, and it, man, it's, it's convicting in the best way. It's not a conviction like, oh, you need to work harder. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, like what is lacking in my faith that's not producing the works? And that's, that's why I love James. Like James one is like testing your faith. Like it's like, it's like not testing your faith from a place of I've got to, you know what I mean? I, I don't ever want it to be confused. And I know a lot of people have that like, oh, this works, 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 works. It's like, no, it's not why you work. And let me rephrase that. If that's why you're working is just to work because you feel like you have to check a box. Well, that's a bad spot. That's a bad spiritual place to be in because that's going to breed resentment, bitterness, discouragement because you're doing it for the wrong reason, you know? And, and I don't ever, I, I, I and I realize that. And so that's, that's kind of almost like a double-edged sword sometimes. Cause I'm like, I don't want to do something I'm doing for the wrong reasons. So it, it, but I need to be acknowledging why it's a wrong reason. Like, if that makes sense, like say, wow, I'm doing this for the wrong reason. Why? Well, that's because my faith is, is, is lacking right now. 
because this should be a blessing. My activities, my, my outward behaviors, my works should be an absolute blessing that manifests from the faith burning inside me. The fire inside me just puts out this heat that is the work, you know? But if it's not that, then it's like, ooh, boy, that's not a reflection of the work. That's a reflection of my faith. Now I'm going through the motions. Now I'm in cruise control. Now I'm doing something because I'm supposed to be doing it, not because I have a desire to be doing it. And that is such a difference. Like that perspective of like, I'm not loving someone because I love them. I'm loving someone because I'm supposed to. You know, I'm not doing something nice for someone because I truly love that person. I want to see them and getting the things that they need or fulfilling the needs that and God's blessed me with the ability to fulfill their needs. I'm not doing that because I love them as a child of God. I'm not doing it for that reason. I'm doing it because I'm supposed to do a good thing. This is how I'm supposed to behave. It's like that, like once I realize that, oh boy, is it convicting. Like, eesh, eesh, there's no blessing in that. I mean, the Lord's going to bless things. It's not like, oh, Lord, not gonna, no, no, no. But for me, I'm not going to be blessed because I'm not letting the Lord work through me like that. He's working through me. You know, I hope you understand what I'm saying here. But like, the, but the most amazing part of giving to others is what God fills you up with while you're doing it. You know, like when you're serving others, you get so filled up with the joy of seeing like how God's touching them. And to be able to be a part of that is huge. You know, so like, like James one, two, you know, consider it all joy. Uh, when, when, whenever you fall into various trials, like consider it joy. And that's such a beautiful perspective of thankfulness. It's not considering it joy that you're in a mess, but it's like, Lord, you're sovereign. You have this. So while this is brutal, the fact is like three, you know, be assured that testing of your faith through experience produces endurance leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. Verse four says, and let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. It's like, when you get into cruise control, you're not doing that. You're not active participant in your faith. Me. When I'm in spiritual cruise control, I'm not an active participant. And when I'm not an active participant, unlike cruise control in the world, there is no middle ground in faith. There is no cruise control. You're either driving towards him or away from him. You're either driving towards your faith, towards your relationship, towards spiritual growth, towards spiritual maturity, or you're driving away from it. There is no lateral lane. There is no lane that goes side by side. It's a one-way road. One road either goes forward or backwards. That's it. There is no cruise control in this. So cruise control by default is driving away from him. Because if I'm not driving towards him, I'm driving away. And so the biggest lie I tell myself is that I'm cruise control is okay. And that's the biggest lie I think a lot of us tell ourselves, but me specifically. <laughs> and it, that's the hardest part to like realize. I'm like, man, how do I stop putting myself in cruise control? How do I stop thinking I'm good or that I can take a day off or that I don't have to be in the word today or I don't need to pray fervently? I don't have to have a quiet time. Like, you know, it's like, wow, how do I do that? That's why I love going to James. You know, faith without works is dead. (laughs) 
which is great. But I, I love that it's the wisdom part. Uh, verse five, like dude, I like my highlighted section of James. It's crazy. Like there is no regular words. Every single scripture is highlighted because it's like unbelievable meat. It's just all fire. Like James is, dude, talk about it. Hitter just gave it to us. Five chapters of just flamethrower, then sets it down, mic drop style. It's so good. It's like he must have been the brother of Jesus. <laughs> um, but I, I, I use James as my pick me up. Like when I'm motivation, like, man, like, like, like not motivation for works, but motivation for faith that inspires works. And that's, that's why I go to James because it is the motivation of like, man, if I'm not producing works, I got a faith issue, not a work issue, a faith issue. And I, and I want to address that. I want to acknowledge that Lord, I want to own that as a, Hey, I repent of like, let me get back to that fire, that desire, that yearn for the presence. And cause then at once you're that, all the rest puts itself into place. Like all the rest fills in the gaps. Like, like the Holy Spirit fills in the rest of the gaps. So you don't have to try for anything. There's no striving at that point in time. There's just his presence. And I, I, so I say, I go back to like, isn't it amazing when we get beckoned to his, he beckons us to his presence and we'll find things to do that are better than being in the presence of the Lord. I, I I can't even say it out loud without being just humiliated by the reality of that statement. The creator of the heavens and earth wants to spend time with me and I find better things to do. And by better, I mean just nothing. And how do you, how do you rationalize that? Like, how do you say that out loud? Could you, I mean, do we say that out loud? We don't say it with our words, but we say it with our actions which is, you know, what matters. It's like, <laughs> Lord, it's like patiently, lovingly, please come spend time with me. Please just come. Just, I just want to talk to you just even for a minute, man. Just let me get, let me catch your ear for a second. I just want to tell you, I love you. And I'm like, no, there's a YouTube channel that does cooking and food. That's more important than you right now, Lord. Oh my gosh. How brutal is that? Oh, man. Gosh, that stings. Man, that really stings. (sighs) But his mercies are new every day. (laughs) So there's, that's, 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 that's it. You know, I can't sit there and rest in the fact that I'm not doing it well. I have to get back at it, Lord. That's it. I mean, that's it. It's like, like, realize it, repent. And just chase after him again. That's the beauty of it though. Like when I do catch myself in these situations, it's not like he stopped being the loving father that's there waiting for me. He's never stopped. I don't understand that. Can we not? I will never fathom that. His love for us. His patient endurance for us. Like his eternal beckoning. Again, it baffles me. And it's such a brutal, just like, how can you love us that much? Like, and all the things I do that disappoint him, all the things I do that are like, oh, he's got to watch with such a bummer. You know what I mean? Like, like he's got to watch me and just be like, come on, dude, <laughs> what do I got to do over here? You know, I've, I've blessed you. And that's the thing. It's like, oh man. But I, I the, the good news is that when I come back and I remember my heart, I know I'm right before him again. It's like, I joke about with my best friend and how I can not talk to him for months and we're all back in that. 
And I almost thought, I'm like, dude, do I treat the Lord like that? Like someone who I can just not talk to for a long time and then just assume that we come back to talking that we're good. And it is, but like, how can I treat the Lord like that? Like just on my own convenient time. Like, you know, we'll talk when I'm ready, Lord. Like, like that's the part that baffles me that I have that perspective with the Lord, which means it goes kind of back to like that fear of the Lord thing. But like when I put my, I can't put my faith in cruise control. I can put a lot of things in cruise control. Faith is not one of them. There is no, the, the lie, the biggest lie that I tell myself is that that's even an option, that that's even a possibility, that that has some value whatsoever. And it simply does not. And I'm just having to like remind myself of that, like lately of like, you just don't get, there is no luxury of cruise control in this. You don't get that. Huh. So that is another uplifting. <laughs> I think it's so funny that I don't, I don't try to be a bummer on my podcast. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know how they sound to you guys that they come across. I feel like sometimes they're just all kind of, kind of like, wah, wah, wah. Um, however, that's the reality. Um, but that is what I wanted to talk about was cruise control and, and how it was impacting me and the sweet, sweet first chapter of James. Um, all right. I hope you guys seriously have a good one and people that are being affected by these storms. I hope it's not a big deal, but you guys are awesome. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. You have been listening to what's up church podcast. Just know you are cooler than all your friends that didn't. <laughs> <laughs>